Welcome back to another episode of Grind Podcast. Thank you all for joining us again. And today is a special day because we have the man, the myth, the legend, Stefan Macklin. Now, if you listen to this podcast, you've probably heard me mention Stefan in every single episode. Um, people are like, is Stefan her husband? Is to clarify, Stefan is my best friend and my business partner. And this week, you will notice that I take a back seat because I already know everything about this man. So, gave Alyssa the chance to ask questions you're dying to know. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. Hey. What's poppin' Tim? <laughs> <laughs> Today, we have a very special guest. You've heard his name many times on this podcast. Stefan Rashad <laughs> Macklin. Yay! Yay! I Welcome. wish this was a video. I wish this was a video because your background <laughs> is on point. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, darling. Thank you, Velvet thank you. Velvet shirt. It's, you know, I'm trying to get. I had to get cute. I was like, you know what? It's like Zoom, so I know they're gonna see the upper half of my body. <laughs> so I'm just gonna throw a shirt on. <laughs> Same, actually. Which shirt is cute? <laughs> and that was that's the good thing about these Zoom things. Oh. So cute. <laughs> so, Stefan, how are you doing? I mean, I, I was just saying to you before we hit record, I can't keep up because you guys are always doing <laughs> something. And you're in New York now. So yes. tell me, like, <laughs> what is on the horizon? Um, well, I really, I was just talking to a former student actually this morning. And it brought me back to another conversation that I had with one of my mentors um, where I was just kind of explaining the things that are happening in my life. And she was like, oh, isn't it great to live a dream realized? And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> like I am living a dream realized and I'm just like so grateful and so happy and humbled. Um, and through all the like craziness and you know the trials and tribulations that go on, I'm still like thriving emotionally, mentally, physically. Well, you know, still getting these muscles up. You know, about to hit the gym soon right after this. But that's a different story. <laughs> um, but yeah, on the horizon, I just right now I'm just kind of like basking in the ambience of watching my dreams come true. <laughs> Mm. Um, I am in New York working in TV and film production, which I've always wanted to do. Um, just never really had the right network in order to do it, um, but have always shown interest in it um, throughout my life, teetered and like creating things, but wasn't necessarily successful in the way that they should have been, but was successful in the way that they had to be in order for me to be right am now. Um, and yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I have three show choirs, which is like, if you know me, you know I love show choir, <laughs> um, which is like great. Uh, we have one in New Mexico and two in Ohio. And you know, it's, it's sad during a pandemic, but it's also like great during a pandemic because there's, <laughs> there's a lot to do, but there's also nothing to do. It's not, it's not as strenuous. I can say that it's actually nice to have a year off of show choir and not be like, oh my gosh, competition season, we gotta get out. Oh, that's great. Mm. <laughs> um, it's fantastic. So that is a beautiful thing, but I still have show choir without all the stress. So it's beautiful. So you're doing uh, everything and, virtually? Yes, basically. Well, next level was, um, in person. Well, I was not in person because I was here, obviously. Um, 
but it was in person and so just recently when the rates have gone up as always but that's a different story too <laughs> mm. so um yeah i love show choir i yes loved show choir we performed and we went down to florida when i was like in high school um i feel like i wish there was a show choir for out of high schoolers like if that exists can you make it right <laughs> literally i wish um you know there were some like collegiate show choirs but they never just it was not good and i don't know why but these high school kids don't appreciate show choir anyway so that's a different Does anyone story. appreciate anything in high school like <laughs> no exactly that's why they don't need it <laughs> exactly <laughs> like can you imagine please but there are some kids who love that stuff and they like they do it as you can see with all their trophies um but yeah. that's a totally different story yeah i'm sorry that you didn't grow up without, show, without i'm sorry that you didn't grow up with show choir because <laughs> it's amazing yeah um so what exactly are you doing in new york like why are you there i want to hear so that. i work for um power book three as an office production assistant um it is they pretty much like your day-to-day -day, like office work except for you're working with like producers um and doing all like the faxing and emailing and ordering for like the, the different departments within that production um and I've been here for about two, going on three months now. I started the job before the pandemic happened. Um, and then like when it started back up, I got asked back. So then I moved back to New York after leaving it. But you know, I was definitely happy in Ohio, but that's a different story. Um, but then I came back and yeah, that's why I'm here now. And it, our season ends as we found out, I don't know when our season's in. <laughs> it was supposed time. to be April, but apparently, yeah, but apparently in April, so we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just love that we're starting this out with you saying that your dreams are becoming realized because, man, it's been a tough couple of months, as we know. I mean, yeah. this all goes without saying. It's like we need these moments of like hope and like um, positivity. Me, myself, today, I could barely get myself up. Um, I had a really difficult yeah. day and, and this week and I'm like, I am here and I'm having the conversations. And Stefan, you are, you have been a part of Performer Potluck and you have such like a light in your, and, and oh, thank you. you know that. And like, everyone loves you because you're just, you're amazing. And it's nice to like sit down. <laughs> Gabby <laughs> is making a face because they're like siblings. Um, <laughs> If, she's um, so mad. <laughs> she's mad. It's just like nice to have a deep conversation with you too, Stefan, because. Oh, thanks. Same to you, my friend. I, you're Aww. such a beautiful being and Gabby just loves you as well. So I just, I, and she don't like many people. Okay. So let's just be clear that she's not a people's person, but that she is, is but she ain't. <laughs> but she ain't a people's person. <laughs> I was unsure Sorry, if Gabby liked me at first. I was like, oh God, I think I'm like too, like too much, but like. Oh no, sweetie, trust me, I'm the most. So <laughs> I don't think any I don't think I've met anyone. Well, actually I, I lied. I have met someone who's a little bit more extreme than I am. His name is Silly. But outside of him, I haven't met anyone who's more extreme than me. So, so, so you're good. You're good. <laughs> so you are um you're doing so much right now. Yes. Uh, and how are you balancing so, okay, maybe this is a better way to put the question. Are you the type to like throw yourself in work or are you like constantly having to like align yourself and like 
how are you balancing mental health and like all the crap going on in the unknown, you know? I literally, and I think this is one of the, <laughs> ask Gabby, if I don't want to do it, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm just being like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then like, if I feel it in my spirit after like waiting on it for a second, I'm like, just do it. Sometimes I will, but most of the time, I'm like, I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't want to do this. And like, I am a very nice person, so most of the time I will compromise, but I'm not going to, please, girl. I'm not going to, like, um, yeah, no, if I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. But something that I've been doing spiritually, um, per my faith, is reserving the Sabbath. So every Saturday, well, rather Friday from sundown until Saturday sundown, I do nothing. I rest, I sleep, I eat, I read scriptures. Um, I watch movies, I watch TV, anything like, and I just chill until sundown. And then possibly if I'm feeling up to it the rest of the night, like once the sun goes down on Saturday, I'm like, all right, let's do something. Most of the time I'm like, oh no, I'm enjoying this moment. (laughs) So I do nothing. Um, And then Sunday, um, I like do work and like I do all my personal projects and then I'll like get into like doing things for next level or I'll edit videos or whatever because then it's now the beginning of my week so I'm like okay I can start this but then Monday through Friday it's just pretty much like me trying to every week is different <laughs> with it and trying to figure out okay I can do this this week but I can't do this this week and I can do this this week but this week I can't but it's just because of the uh, industry that I work in um like last well, two weeks ago we were working I was going in at 4 p.m., but I wasn't getting off until like 2 p.m., I mean, 2 a.m. And so then, you know, sometimes I was going in at 1 p.m., getting off at 1 a.m. Um, it just kind of depends. Uh, like tomorrow, and I'm kind of excited about this because I like the later days, um, if I'm going to be very honest, because I get to like have my life again. It's like, oh my gosh, ha! Huh! Um, I can do everything, <laughs> but um, I tomorrow I go in at 11. So I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna give you a little donut from Dunkin' Donuts, you know, some orange juice, cranberry juice, take my vitamins, work these muscles out, get a real cute outfit on and work for the rest of the night. <laughs> nice. So like, yeah, I just, uh, yes. But basically that's my balance. It's like each week I'm, it's new stuff or a new way of trying to figure out something. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and always new opportunities present themselves that I'm either like, oh, I'm going to take it or I don't take it. But most of the time I'm like, hell shit, why not? Excuse my language. I don't know if you guys can cuss on this, but I fucking cuss on Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so I would love to know like what for you is like a fuck yes and like what is a hell no for you? Uh, as far as like I'll do it, um, a fuck yes would be anything that has to do with like community building or like something people oriented that helps them reach their goals or their dreams or something that really is like heartfelt makes them feel good. It's always like a yes, I'll I'll do it because I know that like there's so many good intentions that I would be terrible if I didn't do this. Um, and a fuck no is like anything that doesn't align with my spirit. Like I wish I can give you an example. But there are so many things. <laughs> I just be it like, yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. Literally, yeah. I'd be like, it could be the smallest thing, like 
teaching for two hours. I'm like, that doesn't align with my spirit. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm sorry. He's not literally saying it. that because that happened yesterday. <laughs> it's very fun. Very, very fun to partner with someone who does that. <laughs> I'll be like, I'm like, I'm not teaching for nobody's two hours, please. <laughs> But like, if I was in person, possibly, but through Zoom, sweet, it's as much agony as for them as it is for me. <laughs> so we let's let's get it done, baby. Dance your butts off, act your butts off, do whatever, and let's go. Okay, I get, you know I get it. But you know, I I like really <laughs> admire that. I up until and I always talk about this on the podcast. I used to be. I say yes to everything, and then at a certain yeah. point, I like numb myself out. Like I don't even know, like what I actually like or like what yeah. I actually so I'd rather say no than like like somebody else will be able to do it you two are different yeah. you two are <laughs> I'm not getting involved in that but other <laughs> things like somebody will say yes somebody does thrive off of that there are great zoom teachers and stuff so yeah you know yes I, I exactly that. and I like and I love zoom for the fact that it connects you with so many people and like just with um facetime and I feel like, especially when it goes back to show choir, because everything goes back to show choir for me, um, we've always said, like, just do it online. Like, just FaceTime us in. Like, there's platforms where, like, our the other part of our team wouldn't really be into it. But now it's just so funny that everyone has to be into it in order mm -hmm. to make it work. And so it's just really created a whole new realm. But by this point, I'm over it. Because <laughs> we've been trying to do it, you know what I'm saying, for years. So it's like, Tootie, <laughs> just give me the money and we'll do it for, you know, we'll, we'll do it for free. But now you got other people getting all this money for it. But, you know, that's a totally different idea. Mm -hmm. I know. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, so, uh, I don't even know. Can I jump in for a second? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I think this is all wonderful and inspiring. But part of the thing that we talk about on this podcast is about, like, the journey. Or, like, as you know, it's called the grind. So I would love for you to talk a little bit about what got you to this point of your dreams being realized. Because there was mm. a lot of twists and turns. I think it's interesting yeah. that you started as a performer and now you're switching to a different side of it. And you've had a lot of good experiences as a performer. So can you just start from the beginning? Like start from young Stefan, the booty coming. short story that your mother uh -huh. tells me all the time. And how you got from there to working on power um, for a um, major corporation. So I like, it's so funny, if you want to see that, that's the make up brush I brought, uh, is it? <laughs> I'd be like, because I'm literally making copies. <laughs> but no, it's like amazing, I love it so much. Um, so I guess like, yeah, I've always like danced um, and I've always liked to show my legs <laughs> because I have really cute legs. Um, so I used to just have these little booty shorts, but they were hers, I think, truthfully. She's the one who gave them to me. She bought them in the first place. I'm Wait, who's like, she? Oh, my mama. Oh. <laughs> 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 yes, sorry. My mom is like my best friend. Like she is, she gets on my nerves so much, but I love her like dearly, definitely like my best friend. Um, and so is my sister. Like we're just, anyways, but anyhow. Um, I like started doing show choir when I was like seven years old. I, and from there, I like knew I wanted to be on the stage. I knew I wanted to dance. Um, but my senior year, we ended up 
it's like crazy how it all like connects. So my senior year, we, I was in show choir and we ended up having a new director basically. At this point, I was a teenager. We weren't very fond of this woman. Um, and so anything she said, I would pretty much rebelled against. But throughout my high school experience, I was the morning announcer. So like, that was my first introduction into like TV production. Um, and I loved it and it was amazing, but I couldn't tell if I just loved being in front of the camera or if I just loved like performing and talking to people or what it was. Um, or the right before they like count me down, it was like five, four, three. And it's like, oh my gosh, yes, love this. Give it to me all the time. Um, but I wanted to perform and I knew I was gonna go for like musical theater and all this other good jazz. So I walk in the choir room one day after morning announcements and the director is like, Stefan, you think that you're going to be singing and dancing? She's like, but no, that's not what you're gonna be doing. And I was like, girl, please, <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, who do you think you are, Mr. Big Star? Um, and she, I was like, really? Yeah, well, what do you think I'm gonna do? Like, you know, being a smart aleck. <laughs> and she's like, takes a little bite of her donut. I'll never forget. I was like, look, you irritate my soul. <laughs> she used to like hold her, her food like this. I don't know what she was eating. Her pinky used to go up and then she would like bite on it, but she would see her teeth too. We'd be like, oh my goodness. But I love that woman to death. Like I now know, hey, shout out to you. You, you were the one for real, for real. But, that's a totally different story. I, in that moment, you were not the one. <laughs> um, so she's like, thinks a little bit, she's like, and then she points up to the TV. She's like, that's what you're gonna do. And I'm like, ha, huh, whatever girl, you don't know anything. Um, so then I go to college uh, and I did not, um, <laughs> I did not go into musical theater at all. Uh, I like never auditioned. I didn't, I, I don't know if I got scared or what, or if I waited too long, but I just wasn't really a big fan of like singing in front of people or alone at that time as well. And I still am not. Um, but I just, I don't know, something just, it didn't work out. And I just ended up going to Kent State for uh, broadcast journalism. Um, and I like, liked it for a moment and I was like oh this is so cool like I want to do this like this is great and then I ended up not wanting to do it again <laughs> and I was like wait I don't I don't want to go to school for this but I love communication so then I switched to communications um and then at that time I was still dancing on our da like student-led dance teams uh, and you know I had different opportunities and then my freshman year like in that time where I was like I don't want to do this anymore I got involved with our local television program it was called TV2, and I became a correspondent for this like dating show, as I call it, Date Him or Hate Him. Really cute. I would literally just take the camera out, ask people on campus some questions, and edit it and send it in. I never really like knew what that little gig would do for me because I didn't take it seriously at that time. I was just like, what is this? Like, I should be a star. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, I'm the top one here. I have the most personality. Like, but I was really just being humbled, truthfully. But after that, I didn't do TV2 anymore after that season. Cause I was like, okay, whatever. I'm not gonna audition. Switched to communications, paid attention to dance. And I was like, you know, 
I do need to like feed myself. I need to be a host again, like, cause I love hosting. I love entertaining audiences. You just gotta do it again, Stefan. Uh, so I got my way back into TV too. Uh, and I became a correspondent for, well, rather a correspondent, uh, the co-host for our entertainment talk show called The Blur. And it was amazing. And it was like, wow, this, and I was dancing and I was going to school and I was, you know, staying with my family. It was like amazing. Like all of the, I never would have thought that's where I would have been left off at in college. So in this moment, it was very, like, and I would say I had my trials and tribulations in college, um, losing friends and, you know, growing up, the growing pains of understanding who you are in college. Um, but then I knew that after that, I needed to leave. I didn't have a plan. I just know I needed to, I had to leave Ohio. I was like, I gotta go. I have to go figure out something. I gotta go make my dreams come true. And always knowing that I wanted to perform um, and knowing that I also wanted to create and I wanted to create in media because I had just found my love my senior year throughout all my different college experiences. Um, I found my love for dancing and hosting and producing and writing and all this like creative lifestyle. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I want to do this forever. Um, and then when I got to New York, I kind of lost all of that. <laughs> um, and I was just only dancing and I got really sucked into the world of like commercial dance and what you have to do to be successful and um, then I tried to give musical theater a kick and it was, I was going back and forth between do I have to focus on musical theater or do I have to focus on commercial dance or can I have it all or don't they like a versatile dancer and I'm not, too, I'm not big enough or I'm not tall enough or out of my hair is not long enough. And then all these different things that, you know, becoming a being performer was, is like, and I was just like, you know, I, can I do this? And so I would start to have doubts. Along that journey, I got involved with local uh, uh, television networks like Brick TV, where they offer classes, but like on a very public access level. So that's what it's public access television. They offer you classes, they teach you how to use the equipment, but then you get to do whatever you want with it. From there, and depending, the quality is always amazing. Well, amazing in the sense that it's public access and that it's free to you. Um, you do pay for the classes, but that's like it. It's only like a hundred dollars or something like that. But they like teach you everything, and you have access forever. You can, um, you, all you have to do is like renew your membership. So I did that, and I tried to like do some shows, but they just kind of all failed. <laughs> um, I just kind of was like in this season uh, when I moved to New York. Of and I want to clarify when I say season, I don't believe that seasons are what we think of them as fall, spring, winter, and summer. Like when I'm saying season in the terms of life, th that season could be a, two years. That season could be four years. That season could be five years. It could be however long it is until you learn your lesson, <laughs> pretty much. Um, and I was in a season uh, for a while of being, you know, ungrateful and not really realizing what I have and not really paying attention to being, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, it's like a scripture, I can't even think of it right now. 
I'm so sad. It's gonna come to me later. But something about like a man of many heads or many thoughts or or, or whatever. It's something around basically you confused. <laughs> you don't know what you want, basically. And I just felt like I was confused because I came here, I got lost in this world of dance. And then I was like, no, I want to do production. So I like really went hard for that. And after I went hard for that and it didn't work out, I was like, I'm going back to dance. Then I went back to musical theater and it was just like, oh, I'm over it. Oh, oh. All of this is just not working out. And it's just, I couldn't make up my mind on what I wanted to do. <laughs> um, and now spiritually because i i believe in the most high like that is who i am um he is in me and like i don't really know everyone else's beliefs but i do know that he is real <laughs> for me um because there are so many things that yeah i just be like wow <laughs> you know um but about a year ago i was having another breakdown um, where like my whole life was like changing and I was like over it. Like when I say over it, I mean over it. Um, and I was like working for Nickelodeon, but for like the little theme park, but that stuff did not work out because it was not what they said it was. And I was like, no, uh-uh, I'm not driving out here to do something I hate. <laughs> I was like, this is not, and I had just stopped serving. And I was like, cause I quit everything. I was like, I don't want to do anything. No, I don't, I don't know what I want to do. I'm just, ah, basically it was just a moment. Um, and I believe I had, oh, also during this time I had just went through this like big ass drama with some guy. And it was like, what, what, what is happening? Like, this is not who I am. This is not what I am. Um, and I got this call from a friend and she just kind of reminded me of like who I, who I was outside of everything else um, outside of dance, outside of entertainment and outside of just like the life that I was currently involved in. Um, and it really made me think I need to stop dancing. So now I have this pattern in this season of, I just want to do this. 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 And I was going into that same pattern again about a year ago. I was like, I don't want to dance anymore. Um, I'm done with it. <laughs> like, I feel like this is the most high telling me that I need to just let it go for however long until it comes back. But, and if it don't come back, oh, well, and if it do come back, it's great, but it's gotta go right now. And so I didn't dance. Um, and it was hard for me because um, a former student of mine, Celine, he was living with me and that's how, you know, we got close was through dance because I was his dance teacher. So I didn't, and I didn't want to talk about dance. I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to see it, none of it. So it was hard for him to be around that when that's all, like that's who he knew. And it was like, okay, wait, this is a whole different person. So, and you know, he's just his first year living in New York. So it was like a different experience for him, but it was also one of those times where I was just like, no, <laughs> like, fuck no. So like, I knew back then that's what I wanted to do. And it was a hard no. Um, and I stuck with it and I didn't do it for a while. In that moment, um, I, in December, I was like, this is 2019, I was like laying on the ground. I just finished like Pilates or some shit, you know. <laughs> um, and I had this like voice in my head say, check uh, BWI. And I was like, oh, BWI. Now BWI is Brooklyn Workforce, Workforce Innovations. 
And basically this is where the program for Made in New York is held at. It's held through them, but it's through the mayor's office. It's like a scholarship program that teaches you how to be in production um, and how to be a production assistant. And they teach you all these different departments and they connect you with all these different people. Then after that, once you graduate the program, they make a two-year commitment to you uh, for you to find work in your job, uh, in that career field. Um, and then it's your job to like make a network and build your way up and so forth and so on. Um, but they give you all the tools and it's amazing. So I went, uh, well, so in my, as I was laying down there, I like went to go search it and it was like the next day there was a meeting. It was a, like an informational meeting. And I was like, and then the one after that wasn't for like another two weeks or something like that. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. I was like, I need to go. I was like, that's, that's the most high telling me something. I was like, I need to go. So I don't even think I told anybody. <laughs> I just like, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get up and I'm gonna go. Cause I was just so frustrated. And like, not, you know, when you're in those moments where like, you don't think anybody understands you. <laughs> and it's not because they don't understand. It's just because you just have so much on your mind that you can't allow them to really comprehend the vast majority of thoughts <laughs> that are running through you. Um, just for one subject alone. So you're just like, ah, and that one subject will literally change your entire course of your existence, you know? Um, so I go to this meeting and I put an application in and, you know, I have to write an essay. I hate writing, just so we all know, I hate it so much. Um, and all that other little jazz, I was told that, you know, it was going to be a week to hear back. I ended up hearing back literally with a little before week, which was nice, um, and to come into interview, it just so happened that this interview was on the same day that I came back from teaching show choir. So I was like, okay, like, you know, I'm just gonna go, we're gonna see what happens. Da, da, da. I went, I think my interview was like actually quite terrible <laughs> um, because I was like, ooh, I was nervous. I was like, oh, I really want this. Like, I think it would be amazing because, like, I would really be able to just learn something that I've always wanted to learn. One, two, it would just allow me to restart because <laughs> I was like searching for one. It's like one of my favorite things to do is like, okay, I just need to restart right now and go for it. And I just needed a restart because I was in this season for so long that was allowing me to be defeated because there was nothing but failures and losses, you know? Um, and so I'm like, okay, I hear, I go to this interview, thought it was bad. They told me two weeks to hear back. Within three days, I heard that I got it. So then this meant I had to quit everything <laughs> because the program was five days a week and it was all day. There was days where I was getting up at 4 a.m. and not getting it home until like 8.30 p.m., 9 p.m. Um, so very rigorous, like, but it was amazing. And I'm so grateful for it every moment. Um, and the mentor who told me, you know, that you're living a dream realized is actually the head of, of the program there. Um, and it's just crazy how the divine intervention works because when my sister moved to New York, um, two of her roommates did this program, but one of the roommates uh, is my sister's like best friend um, throughout her entire life. It's like her sister, it was like our sister rather. Her name is Sasha. But she, they were very close with Venus, um, who was in charge of Made in New York. Um, and it was just crazy because she, like her connections to Ohio, you would have never thought of, you would have never known. It's like, oh my gosh. She's like, oh, I actually went to OSU. Oh, you went to OSU? She was like, yeah, let me tell you about some shaker boys. Like, you know, I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> I was like, no, but this is like 
a black woman who's in charge of this amazing program affording all these people opportunities to work in a field that is predominantly white and also one of the biggest money-making fields in the world. The movie, the entertainment world industry is like literally, it's a money machine. There's so much money that flows through it that we don't even realize. Like, you know what I'm saying? And even when we do realize, we still don't understand the vast amount of money that's being flown through that movie industry right now or even the television industry or and the music industry, all of it. Um, it's like insane. So it was, it's, it's uh, love the program, basically. Um, I changed my world. I was able to really get myself realigned. In that realignment, there was this big project where um, you had to set your goals for three years. Now, at this point, I had already been thinking about um, <laughs> reserving the Sabbath because I believe that, you know, for me, it's like, okay, well, there's the Ten Commandments, and if we are supposed to listen to these Ten Commandments, and you, you're obviously making a, a point in my life, like you're showing up, and you're showing me the direction that I need to go, then maybe I need to start abiding by these. <laughs> um, so that's what I did. Uh, when I, when we did this project, it allowed me to really sit down and reflect on who the person I wanted to be uh, who, I, who, who it was I wanted to be and like who I've been and who I am now. And I got to compare all those three people. And, you know, I even got to, you know, sit down and be like, okay, Stefan, like as a child, you wanted to, you saw yourself doing this. You saw yourself doing this. Like you are on the brink of allowing this to happen. So what's up? Um, who is it? And I put in my um, go sheet, like by the end of 2020, I want to be able to reserve the Sabbath. Uh, so that's, I started basically as soon as the program was over. And I know we talked about that earlier where it was like, what do you do? It's like, oh, I reserve the Sabbath where I, I do nothing but rest and all this other rest. And it's so important to me because it really, outside of it, like being a goal of mine that I want, it just kind of allows me to realign myself um, spiritually throughout the week. Because I am such a giving person and I do exude so much energy that it's nice to have those 24 hours where it's just me and the most high and I'm just chilling. <laughs> you know, and, and I do talk to other people, but it like it allows me to be back. So that happened during um, this program. And after the program, um, I, you know, show choir was going into flames. <laughs> As always, it was kind of competition season. Um, and I had left New York to go back to Ohio to be with my show choir kids. Um, and that was its own drama or whatever. <laughs> Um, and we're not even going to, but when I came back, I didn't even know that I wasn't like, ah, I've been going for like two, three weeks and I haven't had a, uh, a job yet from this program, but it's because I've been gone. And like, you know, I had something lined up, but it was like only one day. So I was like, how am I going to pay the rent? <laughs> it was like, you know, how am I going to eat? Like, ugh, there's so many things that like, so many factors. I like just finished this program and then I chose to do show choir. Like, <laughs> who are you, Stefan? Like, get yourself together. Everybody else chose to go do, you know, the actual job so they can start paying their rents because, you know, we weren't, be, we weren't really able to work. But my ass decided to go do some fucking show choir. <laughs> so, uh, time, you know, I came back. It was like probably the second or third day I was back and I was getting this phone call from one of the mentors um, in the program. And basically what they do is like when they have an opening job, they'll call you 
and they'll be like, hey, I have a gig this day. Can you work it? Okay, go. Boom. So she called me. I didn't answer because it was like six something in the morning. I'm like, no, I'm depressed. Leave me alone. <laughs> she called me again. Oh, why? Leave me alone. Then she called again. I was like, oh my gosh, three times? Okay, I'm going to answer. I'm like, I'm going to call her. I'm not going to answer this call, but I'm going to call back and say I was on the toilet. Sorry, Chris, Clarissa, I was definitely on the toilet. I just wanted to, that's what I told you. I wasn't really. Um, <laughs> I was sitting in my bed contemplating my life. Like, I don't want to do anything, man. Um, but I called her and she was like, hey, it's fine. I have this gig for you to day play. It's an office gig. Um, you, I'm going to put you in contact with the APOC. I'm like, all right, cool. Great. Mind you, I knew I didn't want to be in anybody's office because you know there's different departments in the production world. I knew that I didn't want to be in the office because when we learned about the office, that was probably the worst day of the program. <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh, this is so boring. <laughs> like, I don't want to do this. I was, oh my gosh, everybody was like falling asleep. We got in trouble. It was so bad. <laughs> um, it was like terrible. But anyways, I was like, oh, okay, like whatever. So then I was talking to the APOC. The APOC means Assistant Production Office Coordinator. Um, and she was like, oh, we don't need you anymore. Oh, we do need you. Oh, we don't need you. Oh, we actually do need you. So I was like, oh, okay, great. So I'm going, I go there, I walk in and it's a room full of people of color. And I said, oh. <laughs> I said, wait. <laughs> And mind you, it was just like the office people, but I was like, okay. I was like, I'm here for it. You know what I'm saying? I had a little cute outfit on that day too. So I was like, okay. So I'm like, you know, doing whatever they asked me to do, sitting at my desk, restocking, you know, just like helping out throughout the day. Before the end of the day comes, she's like, um, she comes over to me and she's like, um, her, the boss, the POC. She's like, Sapan, um, I like you. I was like, oh, Thank you. I like you guys too. Do you want to stay with us? I said, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, it was literally like that simple because I don't, it just, when something is in the most high's will, it just falls right into place. <laughs> and you, it, it just is perfect. And you're just like, how did this happen? Oh my goodness. Um, and <laughs> so I was like, but I, you know, I'm, I'm not supposed to like, say that yes to the job because I was told that it may be a long-term job but you didn't know um so like so I have like two more gigs lined up I had like gigs lined up with Pose and some like Hulu show or whatever um and <laughs> she was like Savan you're not gonna like being outside I said mm, okay we'll see <laughs> sweetie that next day she was like but when you're done with that you can come right back here so in between those days that you're working so that day that you're working there go work there and then come back that next day i'm like she like worked out the schedule with me all within like hours of meeting me like i feel like we barely even talked you know what i'm saying so this right here to me is like divine intervention so i'm like okay this is all making sense like now i know why i had to stop dancing now i know why i had to stop. you know what i'm saying i was like oh my gosh like wow wow what is happening so then um i like get on set the next day and I was outside and I was like, oh my gosh, no. <laughs> I was like, this is actually not for me. <laughs> I don't want to be out here. Oh my gosh, and you guys want to do this in the cold? Oh no. And it could be raining? Oh, please. Hell no. Count me out, baby. 
I want to be on set when I'm a producer, when I can be in the house with everybody. You know what I'm saying? When they hold an umbrella for me, I don't want to. Hell no. Or I want to be on set when, you know what I'm saying? Ah, hell no. No, that's not for me. Uh, <laughs> and so I worked it. Um, and I came back the next day, like, and she was like, so how'd you like it? I said, well, I will be here. <laughs> she said, I thought so. Um, and it was like fate ever since then. After that, the we got to shut down. <laughs> Literally, I think it was like two weeks after that or a week after that, the world shut down. Uh, and I was still happy because they like gave me, um, like my dreams are coming true. Like I've always wanted to work in production and I saw it um, happening and it was like, wow, my, this is so cool. So I was like in a happy mood. And, oh, and we get a month off. This is obviously in the beginning of the quarantine where we were all so gullible. Um, and it was like, oh, wow, I am getting two weeks of severance pay from them. And I'm like, I can pay my rent and I'm about to collect my employment. Like, <laughs> this is great. Um, and then, you know, as things continued on, quarantine happened and shit started to hit the fan. Um, but I bought myself a car because I was like, I want to move back home. Made the decision to go back to Ohio because, you know, at this point, no one knew when we were, excuse me, um, no one knew when the world was opening back up, when people were going to start working and all this other good jazz. Um, and I was like hearing rumors about some people working, but like not everybody was like saying it. And then like this really like person that shouldn't have been in my life was in my life. And she like was trying to tell me that people on power, she was like, oh, I have a friend who's working on power and she's working right now. And it was like, no, well, I didn't hear anything from my boss, so I don't know. Which I was like, maybe it's a different one. She was like, no, it's the same one. I was like, no, but you know, come to find out, it was a completely different one, and they weren't working. Um, <laughs> anywho, um, so and then you know, I was, I was like, you know what? I don't know. I'm not hearing anything back from my boss. She had said that we were supposed to start back in July, and we didn't. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to move back home and I'm going to just make shit shake there because I'm fine with moving back home. I don't really care for New York as it is um, because I don't really like how expensive it is, but I do like the accessibility of everything. I just wish that it was just a little bit maybe more spread out so that I could actually live and have space um, and have nature as well. That's I don't like the congestion of New York, but that's literally just a personal thing as I've come to learn. Um, versus it being a like a New York thing. Like it comes with the territory. It's a lot of people here. So you have to be, you know, a little congested, which is fine and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, I just don't really care for the lifestyle to be my everyday lifestyle, but I also wouldn't trade it for the world, if that makes sense. Um, and I came home, went home. So many things were like, it was amazing. I was like, I learned so much about my mom um, and, you know, our relationship got so much stronger. Uh, and at first I was like, I'm getting called home because I have to do all this stuff or um, because my time here in New York is done. But truthfully, it was just, I was being called home so I could learn a few more things. Um, and that's what I feel like I did is that I came home and I learned everything. <laughs> um, I learned so much and I like so many things, uh, just, yes. So much about my mom um, that needed to be like done. Um, so many things about our house, our family in general, um, where I got a lot of like revelations from that helped me grow and understand the person that I am right now. Um, 
so many things about like me begging for like friendships that I just didn't really need um, in the first place or like, and not necessarily like begging like be my friend, be my friend, but like wanting to be your friend. Like I want to be everyone's friend, but I'm not about to sit here and beg you to be my friend. Like that's not going to happen or beg you to support me. Like I don't have time for that anymore. And like, I don't take it as a, um, and like you can feel like you are better than me, but I will never take it like that. So live your life um but it was great and then i got the call to come back to new york uh to work in production with power again and it was amazing um and the first day i get back i have my car stolen <laughs> um and my car gets stolen with all my stuff in it that i moved to new york from ohio to new york with um luckily i was able to get like my desktop computer out my iPad, my phone, and like some underwear and all, like a, a few little items, but like it just kind of like disappeared. And like I was numb and also hysterical at the same time. <laughs> um, it was like, uh, it was very surreal because it was like a, a movie. <laughs> like I was just like, I, I don't know. It was like, I know I left my car here. Like I know I did. Like I, in the end, the, it was just the most. Um, all of it was just very much a movie, it was very surreal, um, but it was like very humbling because I just felt like from <laughs> in this moment, the Most High was like shedding me of a lot of stuff. Um, like he, was, he wasn't he was done making me out to be the person that I've been praying to be. Um, and so, you know, time continues and I kept running into all these issues and it's still, the whole car situation is still not resolved, um, sadly, but, um it's like one of those things where i'm just kind of like oh it's all right <laughs> like it's gonna get figured out at this point like it is what it is um but it was very hard during the time i'm not gonna lie to you because i literally had nothing like just nothing and all the money that i had saved up i had to use to like buy underwear <laughs> uh, you know it was like uh, I gotta buy underwear and like a toothbrush. <laughs> um, like just simple things. It was like really weird. Um, but in that same breath, I like am here in this space. I had a place to stay, um, thankfully through Gabby. So that was like fine. Um, and yeah, I was like slightly a little depressed, but also fighting through it all because I just knew how blessed I was um, to be walking into my dreams coming true. Um, I slightly skipped this part and I meant to say it, but over the summertime, um, a woman that I met through Next Level um, blessed me to, well rather, the most high used her to bless me uh, with helping me start my media company. So I started my media company um, and that was amazing. And also prior to coming to New York, uh, someone in the show choir world finally gave Gabby and I a chance. So it was like, oh, that is amazing. <laughs> like, this is great. And then, you know, so now we have two show choirs and then we end up taking on a third show choir after that. So it was like, oh, wow, this is like amazing. So like everything was taken from me, like physically, but like untangible, what is it? And not spiritually, but things that I wasn't with physically, I still had like my three show choirs and my, my company. It was like, I would have, that's amazing. And then I'm about to work in production. So like, yeah, it's all gone, but also look at all that I have, like, wow, the potential is so, so vast, so great. Uh, and I kept, that's what kept me like going, <laughs> truthfully. And I won't lie, there were times where I was just like defeated. <laughs> like, I was just, like, I'm tired today. 
okay? And then like there were, I was going through trials and tribulations at work where like trying to please people and like just make sure that everything was like right. And my anxiety, like fighting me through that. And yeah, just the most, um, you know, I had to like quarantine for two weeks, like, and then more scarce, so, like Corona scarce cause like it's in COVID, it's, it's in the COVID era and we're working in there, like, but we get tested weekly. Um, so it's just like, uh, and it's crazy. But in all of that craziness, like, I began to see the blessings. Um, and there, again, I won't lie, there were days that I was like, I don't see anything here. Um, but I, when I do see the blessings, I, there's such a, a better understanding of why I'm going through my trials and tribulations. Um, and now I'm kind of in this point where I just want to have faith uh, because I look back at my life and from a year ago, I know I just went on this whole tangent about everything, but just all that stuff that just happened and then I spoke on and I'm sure there are things that I forgot because life, you know, and I love Neil Blunt. So um, I think that all those things, like a year ago, I would have never known <laughs> why they happened until now. And it's literally just because the most high was working his way through my life um, in every aspect, sexually, mentally, emotionally, family, career, finance, friends. He was like working his way and I couldn't necessarily see the, in that moment, cause I was being disconnected and like things were getting chopped off and taken away. I was like, ah, what is happening? <laughs> like what, what's going on? I'm, I'm so lost here, what's going on? But looking back at it, it's like, wow, look where I am. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I just like, okay, that now I see why I was, you know, being disconnected. Now I see why all this stuff was going like, even now I, uh, I got to have a vacation home per like, you know, don't tell nobody, but per, per my life experiences, I was able to have a vacation home. So like I, for a week and it was great. And it was like, I, this could have never happened and I could have never imagined it. And I'm just so, 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 so grateful um and it just shows yeah and i just wanted to have faith my mom there's so you know her, my mom has her own trials and tribulations um but there's one thing she's taught me through her trials and tribulations is that she's just always had faith um and that's what i want so faith and that's what i'm gonna have is, and keep on with it <laughs> yeah i um do you know who raw goddess is she's a life coach i don't She's a this life coach, um, and she says that success is a function of alignment. So, like, mm -hmm. when as long as you are aligned, as long as you, like, you know, stay in tune with that alignment, no matter what you do, you will be successful. But the whole goal is just like stay aligned. And it, and like listening mm -hmm. to your story, it sounds number one like women have a huge, like, part of your life. Like, it's always a oh woman. yes. That, like, oh, always. <laughs> always. And it was always a woman telling you, don't do this. And then you did the thing and then you came back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you were, you wouldn't like it outside. I'm going to go outside. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm coming back, actually. Yeah. You know, that's so real. I, women are my favorite. I mean, I'm definitely not having sex with you guys, but <laughs> I love women. Um, 
because my mom, I grew up with my mom and my sister. So my only example of like leaderships of leadership is women, mm. truthfully. Um, mm. So for me, I'm like, yeah, no, what would my mom think? Or what would my mom do? Or how would she feel? And she's such a strong person. So yeah. Yeah. And not to take anything from, away from men, but you're trash, but you know. but also you had so many like full circle moments which is like I feel like this period for everyone is like a large full full circle moment like yeah I'm back in my home looking at things that I used to like I don't know when my track all of a sudden went over here because when I come back to my root I I always loved this thing so why didn't I yeah it's kind of crazy yeah and you have to like come back to yourself to like grow properly like yeah, you know, but you have to try all these things to then yeah. figure it out. Because I also I suffer from FOMO, so like I'm always like, but mm. I want to try that, and I want to try that, and now I'm exhausted. Let me go back to the thing that actually like aligns with me and like. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I I resonate with that heavily. Like, yeah, definitely. Even with dance, like I know now it's not one of those. It's not a career for me in a sense of like I'm gonna do this only. It's like one of those things where I'm like expressing myself. If I'm about to dance, I will literally just make up something really quick and do it, or I'll just like go take a class and I'll feel good. Like, and, but if the opportunity presents itself for me to be like a backup dancer, I'm, I may take it depending on like the situation, but it's not something that I'm like seeking. I'm not seeking their mm. approval anymore because I actually want to be the one that they're seeking approval from. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. I mean, that's, that's a successful, that's like what creates the professional is like, not seeking the validation just like being validated before i mean yeah. this is all basic stuff that i'm sure people told me when i was like 12 and trying to like <laughs> sing but it never made sense until it just yeah. made sense yeah that's it's so true yeah so so true like yeah agreed <laughs> i was yeah. listening to this song this week i just found it like either yesterday or two days ago um it's called it has been established or something like that <laughs> I'm about to tell you right now what it's called. And I was like, yeah, like, oh yeah, it has been established by Jaquela Carr. It's a gospel song. It is, it's one of those things where it's like, it's almost reaffirming. Um, and everything that you're doing is like being uh, in align with yourself. So it's like you ask for approval because actually we're in the world of performance. So like in order to get the gig, you ha- may have to like you or this or that. So you just wonder if you're qualified the, the entire time. Can I do this? Am I good enough? Am I great? Oh, am I able to do this? When like it's already been established that you were. So why are you going somewhere that you have to question that? Mm-hmm. If you have to question who you are when you walk into a room with a group of people on in the table, then you don't need to be walking into that room. Mm-hmm. you know and that is very hard to say and like somebody like you said so many people say that all the time but it's like it never hits until it hits and I feel like it, it's hit me lately because I, I was like oh I'm gonna be a star but I would get nervous in front of what people, when I had to sing in front of people no yeah. fuck that if I'm nervous in front of you bitch I ain't doing that shit like, it's, it just like that dating. Like, <laughs> it's like yeah. dating like just like be yourself and it yeah, exactly. almost feels like because I'm also going through like a career shift possibly like I still have yeah. this thing where I'm like I want to be on Broadway. Like, of course, there's like a thing that's been so conditioned in me for like 10 years. But I am wanting to go into this career shift. And the more it's coming to light, um, the more I feel this pull, but also the more that I feel that this shift is right. So, yeah, it's kind of like what happened with you. I mean, I was 
kind of like reevaluating everything and like checked in with myself. And then mm -hmm. I was like, oh, why don't I go to school for music therapy? Because like this is actually like what I end up talking about anyway is like spirituality and stuff. Yeah. And music. And um, yeah, but then there's always it's nice to hear you talk about not nice because I know it was hard when you quit dance, <laughs> but it is um, like interesting. It's good to have these conversations because I do feel a little bit of that pull. I'm like, what do you think you're doing? Like, you're going to miss yeah. out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But right now, none of that's happening. So that's the benefit of. Yeah, of this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, it's so funny. Like when you said, like, you're going to miss out. What do you think you're going? I think that's our fear, truthfully. That's, it's literally our fear speaking to us and we weren't created in fear. So I just feel like, oh, what am I missing out on? Actually, I'm about to create this opportunity and you're going to miss out because you don't want to pay attention to me. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's how it is but I love that come on music therapy uh, love that I can I, definitely see that I've been looking into it and it tends to be like um you go to hospitals that's like tends to be what people do in the business and, yeah. and I and I would like to do that but I feel almost like what you were saying in a sense because you like so many things I feel like what I and what I want to end up doing mu with music therapy just doesn't exist yet which has maybe been my resistance but I want to learn music therapy to create it. Like, I just want music therapy for, like, adults and, like, normal people. Like, oh, my God, not that. Not that. Okay, well, I'll edit this out. Um, not that people in hospitals are, like, you know, I just want it for everybody. I don't, I don't yes. think it should be. Yes. But anyway. I know, I agree. Well, music is, I was, funnily enough, and it's a tweet, but two weeks ago, I was on Twitter, and it said something like, I wish that, um people will realize that people work better with music on. <laughs> and I was like, it, it's actually so true because if music is in my ear or if I'm like listening to something that is like stimulating to me, I'm going to work better. Or, you know, I'm going to use it to brighten my mood to like focus in more. Um, and then you also have those moments where sometimes you don't share with everyone, but a song will remind you of a thought or a person or a feeling and you feel that again for that instant and then the song changes but like it's it's amazing yeah like i love that i mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do that sweetie i i i agree with you yeah. it's maybe it's just not out there yet because it's waiting for you to create it well that's what i'm thinking i mean everyone who i admire and love they created their path and i have yeah. been for so long being like i want to be in hamilton i want to be in these shows and there's a person i see and i want to sing like philippa sue but actually yeah. the thing that i need to do is like non-existent because i will yeah. be creating it yeah you know? oh my gosh when you do listen i need all therapy sweetie so <laughs> Okay. It started with it started with me like being my own therapist because I was like, I need therapy. Like, I need to get up today. Like, what is going on with me? So <laughs> uh, me too, girl. But that's what happens. <laughs> like, when you like start talking about the highest, the like all all of these things spiritually, it's because at a certain point, like you needed it. So like you learned about yeah. it so much that now you can like give it. Like, I just feel like I'm overflowing yeah. with this need to yeah. be therapist. <laughs> yes, please, sweetie. Because listen, I was about to hit Taraji P. Henson thing up where she's like, free therapy up, sweetie. I need it. <laughs> okay. Oh, I man. need it. But shoot. But anyway, Gabby, any any uh any thoughts over there, Gabby? 
Yeah, I'm about to eat as well. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's the cue to wrap up. Because once he pulls it out, it's going to be a whole meal. So. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. All right, cool. Any final thoughts? Um, as I like, I'm currently eating this vegan sandwich home. Amazing. I'm vegan? trying to gain my weight back. I just want to say I was, um, yeah, I am vegan. Me too. Yes. How yes. long? About a year and a half. Or actually, oh my God, honestly, two years and a half. I don't know what's period. Time. Period. I'm going on five. Yeah. But I have taken breaks. I have taken breaks where like I eat meat every once in a while. And if a crab leg's in front of me, sweetie, I might eat it. Cause I, cause being a vegan isn't like a fuck no, but it's also like a, hmm, maybe I'll eat that. If yeah. I really want it. I'm not going to deny myself that That's pleasure. That's me with okay? like cookies and cheese sometimes. Like, oh, <laughs> I eat all the cookies still. <laughs> uh, give me all the sweets actually, <laughs> please. Um, well, let's, I guess in closing, in closing, I always thought they would do one of these like cool monologues at the end, mm. but I don't really, <laughs> um, but I guess I would just have to say, well, first, thank you for having me on. Thank you for uh, helping me tell my story. Uh, I think that it's so beautiful that it happened in this like time frame. Um, and truthfully, all the most high, divine timing, like you can't tell me that it isn't. Um, because yeah, just so how everything is, I just have this past week, I really have been looking back and being like, motherfucker, do you know where you were a year ago? Pitch, do you know where you were a month ago? <laughs> mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I am currently in a state of gratitude. So being able to express that story and hopefully like whoever's listening and to you guys, it's inspiring. Like I, to go for your dreams, do that shit. Cause like, what is there to lose? I think the world is ending already. So like, just do it. <laughs> like, just go out for it. Just be yourself, do what you love. And if you want to switch it up on them, switch that shit up. It, it's okay. Like it's a okay. Don't ever let anyone tell you that you are incapable of achieving every single dream and vision that you have within yourself. Um, yeah, and I think that's about it. Oh, and I'm about to get my games in. So check me out around like February, March. When I'm cute again, I will be posting on the Insta, you know. <laughs> and I am single, so if anyone's out there. <laughs> um, you know, waiting on you. <laughs> you are awesome, Stefan. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you. And I will just say, you know, like one thing is like you talked about stuff being taken away from you, but like the universe always had your back. They were like, you actually have this apartment that Gabby has been paying for. You can stay there. You're okay. Yes. Like it's always been. Mm -hmm. It's always had your back. And um, I think a good another point too is like if you're unsure and you're like lost, da, 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 like check in with yourself. Like check in yeah. with your past. Check in with your truth. Yeah. That will help you. Or like do nothing and then like just wait and meditate on it and whatever. And then it's going to come. There's no right way to do anything, but just stay in your truth. The only thing that you have to do is, yes, yeah, stay in your truth and have intention. Mm. Have intention. If you're going to stay still, be intentionally still. Mm. Don't just be still because you've been, oh, I'm going to stay still because I was told if you stay still, something will happen. No, intentionally stay still. If you're going to make a move, intentionally do that move. Mm. Like if you're going to, 
gonna go to the gym supply and intentionally go to the gym. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Like if you're gonna make the move from being um, a performer into being a music therapist, intentionally make that. If you're gonna go from being a performer to being a professor, intentionally make that move. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's all about your intention and what aligns with you. And when you, like you said, go back and say, check in with yourself. Who am I? What's happening? What, how, what, what do I need to do to realign myself? All right, cool. Now you're, my next move is going to be intentional in achieving the goal that I have to um, to keep myself aligned so that I'm not with the fuck shit that everybody else is on. Snaps. Yes. Period. Thank you so much, Stefan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. This was fun, guys. Thank you so much. So there you have it. Everyone should strive to be like Safan and live a passion-driven life. So do the things you love, be intentional, as he said, and you too may be able to live a dream realized. Thank you, Safan, for coming on and sharing your words. Thank you, Alyssa, for taking the lead on this interview. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.